0: 40. This show is almost as old as I am now. I can't believe it. Yep. Welcome to Dope Nostalgia and I'm your host, Naomi. And first of all, I got a really exciting thing coming up around Christmas time that I'm going to share with you guys. For now, it's a surprise, but I got a super stellar guest that I booked this week. And I don't want to get my hopes up too much to tell you any any more information than that, except that she's female and she's an artist, a fantastic female artist. So, You'll be able to uh, hear more about it once I've done the interview. And uh, for now, it's a secret. So stay stoked, folks. We've also got a brand new Redbubble page full of merch. Go check out Redbubble and search uh, Dope Nostalgia. You can pick yourself up some stickers, T-shirts, all kinds of cool swag. and uh, Redbubble, and it helps support the show, keeps us running helps me pay for my licensing for the music. Because all the music you hear on Dope Nostalgia, I actually uh, I bought a license to play it. So I have a license with a, um, the Canadian organization called SoCan that makes sure that artists get paid for their work, which I tell you at the end of every show. So yeah, that license is paid for by me. And so if you wanna help support the show, there's two things you can do. You can definitely join our Patreon and subscribe. You get bonus content, videos of the interviews, um, all kinds of like cool little bonus clips that we do. Uh, and the podcast comes out two days early on Patreon for our subscribers as well. And you can subscribe for as little as a dollar to a month, a dollar a month. So that'll help keep the show running as well. We also have the new Red Bubble page. So check out Redbubble, Dope Nostalgia. And you can get the link to that also on our webpage, www.dopenostalgia.com. Without any further ado, amazing. I can't believe I got this interview. Whew, it's exciting because we have Vinrock from Naughty by Nature, hip hop pioneers, paving the way for so many acts. Took some time to talk to me, Vinrock, and fantastic dude. I cannot wait to share that with you. But first, here's a little bit of information on Naughty by Nature.
1: Wikipedia, Wikipedia moments.
0: Moment. Naughty by Nature pulled off the new trick of landing big, instantly catchy anthems on the pop charts while maintaining their street-level credibility among the hardcore rap faithful, one of the first groups to successfully perform such a balancing act. The group was formed in East Orange, New Jersey in 86 while all three members, Tretch, Bin Rock and DJ KG were attending the same high school. Initially called The New Style, they began performing at talent shows and were discovered by Queen Latifah. A few years later, she signed the group to her management company and helped them land a deal with Tommy Boy Records. Naughty by Nature's self-titled debut was released in 1991 and produced an inescapable top ten hit in OPP, which supposedly stood for other people's property. Though you know what it really means. This song OPP made Naughty by Nature crossover stars. But they were also popular in the hip-hop underground as well. Tretch began a secondary acting career in 1992, appearing in Juice. He would go on to supporting roles in The Meteor Man, Who's the Man, and Jason's Lyric, among others. He also recorded a very special song after the loss of Tupac Shakur, which we'll play a clip of in the show today. Naughty by Nature repeated their success with the 1993 follow-up album, 1993 which produced another crossover smash in the Hey Ho chant of Hip Hop Hooray. The album hit the top five and, like its predecessor, went platinum. 1995's Poverty's Paradise was the group's final album for Tommy Boy. Though it didn't spawn major hits, it went on to win a Grammy for Best Rap Album, making Naughty by Nature the first act to do so. A recording hiatus of several years followed. During that time, Tretch pursued his acting career, most noticeably landing a recurring role on the HBO prison drama Oz, and KG greatly expanded his outside production work, helming records for Janay, Aaliyah, Crazy Bone, and Next, among others. Even outside of music, the group made headlines. In 97, both Tretch and Vinny were arrested in Harlem for illegal weapons possession, and in 1999, Tretch married Peppa of Salt and Peppa. Also in 99, Naughty by Nature finally returned with a new album on Arista, titled 1999: Nature's Fury. Jamboree, featuring Jeanne, was a sizable hit, but though the group looked to be back on track, KG departed to concentrate full-time on his production career. Tretch and Vinny struck a deal with TVT, and the first Naughty by Nature album as a duo, Icons, was released in 2002. Momentum slowed for the group by the latter half of the 2000s, but in 2011, rumors circulated that Naughty by Nature were working on a comeback album titled Anthem Inc., Their most recent tour was in 2019 on the mixtape tour with the performers Salt-N-Pepa, Debbie Gibson, Tiffany, and the new kids on the block. You can also catch them making cameo appearances in the two new kids on the block videos that most recently came out, House Party and 80s Girl. A little bit of flavor, feel the flow, here they are, give it up. This is Vin Rock joining me on the show. Mm Mm-hmm. Awesome. So you're in New York City. How is life in New York right now?
2: Yeah, well, I'm on my way to a a 2 p.m. meeting uh, for my women's clothing line. So we have Naughty by Nature women's clothing coming. (laughs) So I'm excited because I'm going to look at all of the samples that were developed. I'm working with a very talented, uh, experienced female designer in the the urban you know, uh, apparel world. So Mm. I'm in for a big day today i
0: am so excited for this because i was noticing all the cool stuff in the uh like on the mixtape tour that you guys had for merch and like yes yes i I was gonna ask you about doing like the 80s baby video and the house party video and i love like the bed sheets and everything you guys have going on so so what was that whole mixtape tour experience like for you Oh man, that was
2: incredible. You know, Donnie Wahlberg, he's the Don, he's the man we've been rocking out with the Wahlberg since the early nineties. I remember, uh, we toured with them in London, new kids on the block and Mark Wahlberg was with him when he was just starting his career as Marky Mark. And as a matter of fact, we were friends with Mark Wahlberg before we were friends with Donnie. So, uh, You know, fast forward to about 2010, Donnie called us out for uh, Radio City Music Hall. It Mm. was us, Backstreet Boys and New Kids on the Block. He wanted to surprise his fans. And uh, we came out and man, we showed up with Naughty Kids on the Block t-shirts because we (laughs) thought it would be a great idea to combine both bands, you know, names and logos. So that first time we engaged them in Radio City Music Hall, Mm -hmm. we showed up with Naughty Kids on the Block t-shirts. We were like, let's take our Naughty and our font and their kids on the block and their font, combine them, surprise them with t-shirts. And, you know, we've been rocking out ever since. So Mm -hmm. it's literally taken since 2010 all the way to 2019 for us to tour together. So mm-hmm. the mixtape tour was a long time coming. And man, we have the time of our lives out there.
0: Oh, I can't even imagine. Plus, you were like hip-hop icons with as well as salt and pepper, you know, together as well. Like what's your relationship with those guys like?
2: Well, you know, uh Tretch and Pepper were married. They have a beautiful daughter, Egypt. So mm-hmm. we're literal family, you know, naughty yeah. by nature and salt and pepper. So, you know, to combine all of these acts on a um uh, Mixtape tour, New Kids on the Block, Salt and Pepper, Tiffany and Debbie Gibson. It was a hip hop powerhouse out there. So it was amazing.
0: <laughs> I wish I could have, I want one of those t shirts. Wow. The Naughty Kids on the Block t shirts.
2: Yeah. And you know what? We're working on it because Donnie wore one every night. And, you know, it's legal stuff and licensing to get that stuff cleared. We've yeah. been working on that forever, too. But, you know, eventually it'll, it'll happen and they'll be for sale for everyone.
0: It looked like you had a really cool photo booth for backstage too you guys had one that was set up that was really unique looking
2: yeah well donnie uh new kids had that photo booth set up for their meet and greet situation we actually had this slugger lounge so i know thanks to everyone who came out for the slugger lounge man we had the big blow-up chair and we had slug our mascot out there with us. And man, we we had the time of our lives. That was like the first time in our twenty-nine year career that we had a meet and greet experience like that. So we just yeah. put it together, you know, Donnie supported us every step of the way, making sure we had what we needed and the space that we needed for every venue. And, you know, our meet and greet literally started with about 10, 15 people, but by the time we pushed through 55 dates, we were like at full capacity, over 100 people coming to our meet and greet, so it was crazy.
0: It's beautiful. Ah, oh, yeah, that sounds like it was an amazing tour, um, and now I understand that East Orange New Jersey is home. It's your home base, right? Um, what makes it special there? Are you still there um, in Jersey, and what was your neighborhood like growing up?
2: Yes. Yeah, so, um, <clears throat> naughty by nature, all three of us are originally from our hometown of East Orange, New Jersey. You know, we were kids growing up, um, elementary, middle school and high school. And we put together the band, uh, initially in high school. So, you know, that was very important to us because it was our classmates. It was all of our hometown who supported us. And we were actually a group called the new style at first. And, uh, You know, we signed a record deal that didn't work out. But good thing that we had Queen Latifah around the way. She's also from East Orange. And we ran across Latifah. She just so happened to be starting her uh, management company, Flavor Unit Management. So, Naughty by Nature was the first group signed to Flavor Unit Management. And, man, I mean, we had Naughty by Nature from East Orange, Queen Latifah from East Orange. Flavor unit, you know, representing the East Orange, Irvington, North area. So it was a powerhouse. And we had so much fun and so much support from our city, the town and everything. And fast forward, you know, we all moved out of East Orange, but five years ago, I moved back because I'm working with the mayor and city council and, you know, just rolling up my sleeves and investing back in our hometown and, and just encouraging others to come back home and invest in our hometown.
0: It's good to take all the things that you've been able to do and uh, show that love back to your hometown. Absolutely. And are you, what, what are some of the places you recommend people to go visit in East Orange when they come by?
2: Well, first and foremost, um, the parks. We have great parks. And actually, I was on the mayor's transition team. So I was on Recreation and Cultural Affairs Committee. So I concentrated on the parks. We have an awesome skate park. So any bikers, any roller skaters, skateboarders, come visit our skate park uh, in East Orange. We have tons of food. So we have a very uh, diverse mix of people there from Latin foods to Caribbean food to uh, African food. So come check out our food. Oh my goodness, it's the best. And uh, you know, it's just a good vibe with good people around the way.
0: That feels good. Just hearing about it, you know? Um, yes that's amazing.
2: yes
0: yes that's amazing um from all the music you put out over the last 29 years which album track do you wish had been a single
2: hmm. i'm gonna give
0: a clip of it on the show so everyone gets a chance to check it out too
2: well you know what We have a song called Wickedest Man Alive off our first album. It was actually the B-side of our first single OPP. So Wickedest Man Alive features Queen Latifah. And that record was so important to us because it was the first single we put out and OPP totally blew up. And as a matter of fact, When we sent out that single, you know, back in those days, you had an A-side and a B-side. Most DJs were playing that B-side, Wickedest Man Alive featuring Queen Latifah. So once the label, you know, focused and said, hey, guys, this is the single, the A-side, OPP, that blew up. But we never really got a chance to celebrate how great that record was. So Wickedest Man Alive is the single and video I wish we promoted and shot.
3: Massively, 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 massical, not if I nature. give him some call. Every time we come in at the dance, well, you know what's up and yeah, man. Every time we come in at the dance, well, you know what's up a jam, yeah, no. Every time we come, you know we come without a flop. Soon we are gonna see who are the quickest at the door. The wickedest man, the wickedest man and dance, well, you know, here, man, for rum. Cool. 118 Street Keys production, conjunction, junction, nothing. <laughs> what's your function? I don't mean to be blunt or front, true or rude. Like a honey dude So keep it to yourself Greet it when you're in good health So before you come And try to stretch Try yourself Cause I ain't having it Remember act like you know And if you can't act jack, you best fine to go I hate a faker Traitor Saber, now I see a gator I still may out a beast Assalamualaikum later Yeah you don't have a chance Boss see you next This track is KG's baby
0: I mean, when the OPP was blowing up, everything was probably really overwhelming. I can only imagine what you felt like when you got that big hit. Are you able to take it all in while it's happening? Or is this kind of like something that you look back on now and you're able to embrace
2: it? I know. It's like, while you're pursuing everything, you know, again, coming out of high school, we were a group called The New Style, and that didn't work out. So, you know, and the people around the way doubted us, oh, you'll never make it. And then once we got with Flavor Unit, we had to change our name to Naughty by Nature. So we were so focused on proving people wrong and making this thing happen that when OPP blew up in the first two, three albums, we were just running. And you never get a chance to, like, look and see what's going on. And for us, you know, honestly, we've been so blessed that since 91, we haven't stopped. I mean, we mm-hmm. haven't stopped. So this COVID situation, unfortunately and fortunately, it happened because it gives us a chance to sit down and say, wow, you know, be calm for a minute and then just assess everything that's happened and we're like wow what a ride and here we are approaching our 30th anniversary in 2021 and we're like man we've been through a lot and we're so blessed and you know sometimes you don't get a chance to realize it
0: how have you been able to focus your creativity during the COVID
2: situation Well, for us, it's been great because um, we've been touring, you know, nonstop ever since 91. And throughout the years, it's been difficult to focus on the studio. So now that COVID's happened and no one can really go anywhere and you're really locked down. Now we get to focus back on the studio work and go back to the basics. So we're actually doing that right now. And creative wise, I mean, There's so many creative things to do. I mean, look at all of the Zoom calls that's happening. We did a very creative uh, song and video with Donnie Wahlberg and New Kids on the Block called House Party. So everyone actually recorded their parts on their cell phones Mm -hmm. and sent it in and they edited it up, chopped it all up. You know, so there was the creativity has been at a premium. Like I said, Mm. I'm on my way over here to look at my female clothing line. Our male line is doing incredible. So, yeah, it gives you a chance to double down on creativity.
0: So, Source Magazine called OPP one of the 100 greatest rap songs of all time and the 20th best single of the 90s by Spin Magazine. What kind of legacy do you hope this song leaves? And is it still as fun for you now to perform it as it was then? Does it get. Tiring or no?
2: No, it it definitely doesn't get tiring. You know, OPP is our baby. It's the gift that keeps on giving. (laughs) And unlike, you know, a lot of artists and horror stories you hear in the industry, they kind of resent their classic work because. For one, they never got paid properly for it. So we were blessed to have Queen Latifah, great lawyers. We were rightfully compensated. So every time we celebrate that song, every time it's sampled or used in a movie, we're properly compensated. So we're proud of this song. It's our baby. And performing it, it's like performing it for the first time because we do have a mix of our fans, but we definitely have a lot of younger fans come out and see us play for their first time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they get to say, yeah, you know me. So it's like introducing a classic song to a new audience. And that's what really keeps it fresh for us. Oh, it's got
0: to be great seeing the kids doing it and, and just going and giving her like, I can only exactly. imagine. Exactly. your most memorable performances that you ever did?
2: You know, I think I always say it's like um in Rhode Island. I remember when we first came out, you know, we were touring, we were doing like two, three shows a day. So we were all over the place and we were red hot. And this is back when Tretch had braids. So mm. I swore I witnessed this. We went on stage at an arena in Rhode Island And when Tretch came on stage, you know, I'm the sidekick. So I'm looking at him from the side. The crowd roared so much. I swear I just saw his braids blow backwards, you know, (laughs) like in a cartoon. I'm like, wow. Is this real life? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, wow. I'm like, I know that didn't happen or it wasn't a, a, a fan like the Beyonce or Celine Dion fan going, but. <laughs> hey, perhaps it was. It was just so much energy. I saw the braids blowing back. So that's one <laughs> of my vivid memories.
0: <laughs> I love that one. That's great. um What uh, can the youth of today learn from the hip hop of the 90s? Does it feel like the hip hop community is still as vibrant as it was, or is there anything missing?
2: Well, I think. Um, the 80s and the 90s there was a lot of uniqueness in hip-hop so Mm -hmm. no one sounded the same no one looked the same no one really dressed the same everyone had their own unique style and as far as producers and the music and the beats everyone had their own style and flavor as opposed to today you know this whatever they're doing today, it's like the same beat over the same 1,000 songs. So, you yeah. know, kids could look at what we did, and the subject matter was different and diverse. So I would, you know, challenge the kids to dig into yourself and, of course, be inspired by others, but find a different lane, find a different path, find different subject matter, and that's going to help you stand out. You guys were absolute pioneers,
0: trailblazers in hip hop. So you were also the first artist to win Best Rap Album, the Grammy. So how did you celebrate? And was the Grammy like like an achievement that was like a pinnacle to you?
2: Yes, I mean, hey, the Grammy is like winning the Super Bowl of music, you know? And that was a great accomplishment for us. Unfortunately, back then, you know, the Grammys didn't really respect hip-hop music. Mm-hmm. And during their ceremonies, they never televised the category. And, you know, actually, when we learned we won, we knew we were nominated. But going to the Grammy event, we found out we won while we were doing the red carpet, before we even got in the venue. And then oh, wow. our our award, uh, that category was just like, a sidebar to the entire ceremony, so it wasn't even a part of the ceremony. And when we got inside the venue, we just kind of went into the arena or the auditorium. And I just remember screaming in there, ah! <laughs> just saying, "We won!" And then we walked out and continued doing press, but we never even went inside the ceremony.
0: Thank goodness, I feel that um, they're giving so much more respect now. But it took a lot of years. A lot of years.
2: Yes, yes. I mean, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. And mm-hmm. you know, we have guys like um, Jimmy Jam on the uh, Grammy board now, and yeah. MC Light does a lot of work with them now. So you know, things evolve, things change, and you got to break down doors and break down barriers. So that's what it's all about.
0: Did you get involved with using the internet in its early stages in your career when it came out? Do you think that? Oh internet- yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. As a matter of fact, I, I've always known the power and respected the power of the internet. As a matter of fact, um, our first website we had up uh, was in '94, uh, naughtybynature.com. And I remember the fastest modem being 14.4, uh, 14.4 kilobits. Yep. Per, per second, you know, then they went to the 28, eight modems and the 56 K modems and totally. the C1 lines and all of that. So I was out there since then. And I always knew that when they explained to me, World Wide web dot your address, you know, So Mm www.naughtybynature.com. Then I looked at the monitor and the computer. I'm like, wow, you know what? Everyone gets to have their own TV station, you know? And if you're able to use this, it's literally a worldwide TV station where you get to go direct to fans. So I was on it from day one. And at the time we didn't have social media. We had message boards. So I remember, you know, we had the website, we had message boards. Fans would find us there, post on a message board, and that's how we replied and engaged our fans back then. Mm-hmm. And then the entire thing evolved. So we've been on it since since then.
0: You're one of the first people I've spoken with that actually embraced all that very early, you know, and I think that was very important for your career. And, uh, it's funny because I remember seeing the first time, uh, like a bulletin board system where you dial in and you download a picture and you slowly watch it line by line coming down and you're like, Holy shit. Wow. You know, those. Yeah, were Yeah. And
2: you know what? And for us, you know, mouse pads were big back then. So mm-hmm. when we launched our site and we put it out there, we had about maybe about. 300 mouse pads. And we said, Hey, if you send us your email address or contact us on the message board, we'll send you a free mouse pad. So we definitely sent out tons of mouse pads. And just recently, someone tagged us in a picture and like, this is the mouse pad I have from like 95 or 94. (laughs) I'm like, wow.
0: (laughs) That's so great. What hard lessons have you learned throughout your career that helped shape who you are today?
2: Um I think that throughout the years personally myself I could have been a lot more selfish mm-hmm. you know take care of myself a little more and kind of tuck away a few more things for myself it's not really a regret but I I could have stashed a little more for myself. But, you know, I can't help myself because I realize I'm a giving person. And for me to have everything and people have nothing, I don't like that. I'm more of a giver, a sharer. I'm more what people would call a socialist, just spread the love, spread the wealth and let everyone live together greatly. And as opposed to just someone has to be on some pedestal stool and everyone else has nothing. And you know, you're just giving out or or dangling a carrot in front of people. I don't like that.
0: We need more people who think the way you do in this world because it would be a better place, honestly. Tell me yes, about greed.
2: Greed is greed is ripping this entire planet apart.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like, how can some people have so much and some have so little? It's just unreal to think about. But yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you have that giving heart and don't ever change that.
2: Yes, <laughs> you, I won't. Not at all.
0: Did you ever spend much time visiting Canada? Well, that's where I'm talking oh, to you from, by the way. I'm in Western yes. Canada.
2: Yes, I, I realized that. Um, yeah. Yes, Canada was one of our first markets um we remember much music up there and all of the radio um record stores and stuff and toronto and then the opp ontario provincial police or whatever
3: exactly.
2: Exactly. yeah so we and we remember going up there in the 90s we went to a mall and there was a literal you know the quintessential red hot artists riot in the mall we went to the mall Mm -hmm. those kids ransacked the whole mall trying to get to us and we had to get escorted out by the police and man (laughs) you know Canada has been great for us then we've you know toured coast to coast all the way um from Nanaimo all the way through you know Uh, it's been crazy out there crazy
0: nice nice yeah I'm out in Edmonton so I know there's a lot of tours that we do get to come through. So hopefully when things go back to normal, we'll get a naughty by nature show here. I can't wait. Yes. Yes,
2: (laughs) absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Clothing item, toy, et cetera. What makes you nostalgic for the nineties when
2: you see it again or you think about it? Um, I think of a lot of TV shows like Martin, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, yeah. Friends, you know, yeah. uh, Queen Que for Show, Living Single. Mm. I think fashion, I think of like Fat Farm and uh mm. uh Cross Colors and, and you oh, know I love those jackets, like jackets are
3: that. so
2: great. Yep, yeah. Uh, I think of like boxing, like Mike Tyson and Michael Jordan and all of those guys and uh, food wise, Mm. hmm. (laughs) Not sure, I I like Caribbean food, so that always, Mm. it never goes out of style.
0: No, it doesn't, it doesn't at all. So tell me about the latest music and what goals are lying ahead for you in Naughty by Nature?
2: Yeah, so the latest music is uh, Naughty by Nature we're in the studio now. We're Mm -hmm. prepping for our 30th anniversary coming up in 2021. So lots of great new music coming up. And then KG and I have this Illtown Sluggers project. So I know a lot of people have been seeing us, especially if you were on the New Kids on the Block tour. So the Illtown Sluggers, uh, it's a DJ and hype set. We opened up the the New Kids on the Block mixtape tour last year. Mm -hmm. So we did a 20 minute opening DJ hype set and now, And, you know, that goes along with that, we have a record label, Slug of Music. So we have an artist, Nicole Michelle, she's out of the uh, New England area. We have a guy, Ryan Lane, he has an incredible R&B song called Forever, that's out banging, doing very well on the streaming services. And just, you know, we're gonna create a platform to just keep putting out new, talented, hungry artists. And then us on the naughty side, you know, we're gonna keep doing the legacy thing, the legacy music, and keep keep doing it for the culture, as they say.
0: It's an absolute pleasure talking with you today, Vin Rock, and thank you for taking the time for me and Dope Nostalgia. I'll give you guys a tag, and I'll email when uh, the show's going to be coming out, so that you guys, if you want, if you want to share
2: it on social media,
0: that'd be sweet.
2: Yes, absolutely, we will share it, and thank you for having me.
0: Absolute pleasure, man. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Good luck with the new clothing line. I can't wait to see it. Uh-
2: Yes. Thank you. Thank you. All
0: right. You take care. Thank you.
2: All right. Bye-bye.
3: Analog Brewing, winner of three awards at the 2020 Alberta Beer Awards, is a proud sponsor of the Dope Nostalgia podcast. Analog Brewing is now offering delivery within the city of Edmonton with no delivery fee on orders over 40 bucks. Go to analogbrewing.ca shop. That's www.analogbrewing.ca forward slash shop and place your order today. When placing an order, you could also pay it forward and take part in their Nurse a Pint program and prepay for a pint for a nurse. Mention this podcast in the order comments so they know we sent you. Analog Brewing, taking beer to the next level. You hey, watch me get Fred's Fruity Pebbles. Who are you? I'm the master rapper and I'm here to say, I love Fruity Pebbles in a major way. He loves Fruity Pebbles in a major way. The bedrock yellow, orange, purple, lime, and red. But to get the fruity taste, I got a trick friend. <laughs> Fruit Rudy. <laughs> to get the fruity taste, he's got to trick friend. Bonnie. Guess that's a red. Yeah. Post fruity Pebbles cereal. Part of this nutritious breakfast. Yeah, but that's delicious.
0: Oh man, I was trying to get a version of that commercial that didn't have it cut off at the end. But I loved that commercial so much, I realized when I heard it again, it came back to me so quickly. Sorry, it cuts off like that. How rude. As promised, I'm sharing now a clip of the song that tretch wrote to honor the memory of his friendship and relationship with Tupac. Mourn you till I join you. I'm going to share that with you now. And I want to thank Vinrock one more time for being here on the show with us. You are an amazing guest. Here you go. Check this out.
3: After that, you blew up a main nigga, platinum plus, addicted the drama, a soldier with a nation of thugs. Fucking thug of the year, I'ma you till I join now this is fucking stupid with naomi kendra charity mike and colin
0: this is fucking stupid is fucking stupid it's a stupid game we play where you have to guess the hot song of the 90s or a super obscure song of the 90s our friends have no idea what i'm gonna throw at them why don't you come play along with us all right here we go next one Run away. Yes. Five points. What's that, Jared? My hideaway. Uh-huh. no that who? That's true, right? hideaway? No. No. No, it's real McCoy. Away, it's real McCoy, ten run away. points. <laughs> He's snuck in front of Kendra. Five points ahead. Dang it. Kendra's like, like, play something I fucking know is what Kendra <laughs> <doing. laughs> fucking stupid. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I love the real McCoy. Okay, okay, okay. We're gonna try to go back more into uh possibly Kendra's Real House. What year were you born Kendra? Ace of Base. It's Ace of Base! Five points. What's the name of the song? Don't, don't go? No. Well, in the eyes of a stranger. No. Well, don't walk away! No Just turn around, turn around, turn no, around. No. <laughs>
1: You're making your own decisions. That's how it's got to be for you and me so many people running around. I have this this peace. I see lies in the eyes of strangers. The eyes of a stranger. No, living in
0: danger. It's living in danger. Go. I wasn't gonna give you the fucking sign, okay? I wasn't. This isn't supposed to be an easy contest. You're not getting the fucking sign. This, this was on the same CD. It was same, on the like, same, same CD. album as that one. The name of the album was The Sign. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. This is. This one's
1: funny. Charity, you need to start drinking alcohol. <laughs> This is
0: insane. No, it's, it's not five, is it?
3: No. 98
0: degrees. No. We're just naming boy bands now. Is it New Kids on the Block? No.
1: It's not the Hanson Brothers, I hope. No idea. I don't
0: even think I've ever heard this song. I have. Uh, The the part about my cat I've heard, but what the fuck is it? Uh. (laughs) There was a parody boy band on MTV and much music called Together. The number Uh, two, Together. Okay, yeah, yeah. They were a parody of boy bands. Oh, yes. Together. (laughs) Together. And that song was called The Hardest Part About Breaking Up Is Getting Back Your Stuff.
1: Yeah, okay. Long, but That's they a long-ass title. It was way more popular.
0: Was it you plus you plus and me you equals us? The calculus Maybe. one?
1: Maybe. I remember that one vaguely as well.
0: Together. Yeah, they had a TV show on much and, and MTV as well.
1: Hmm. I do vaguely remember that.
0: <laughs> yes. Chris Farley's brother was in it. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. I don't make this easy. Let's see, let's
1: see, let's see. It
0: is Wickfield, five points.
1: I need your body. No, <laughs> I need Good your guess.
0: body tonight. Good guess, but no. Damn it. No, nope. I almost forgot about this song. It's not Saturday night. That's the only one that oh, I know, and I This was remember. another single from the yeah. same album, I think. Jeez. I need I you need inside, me inside me tonight. tonight. <laughs> what I think of you? No, it's called Think of You. Oh. I didn't even give you a chance to guess that properly.
1: Yeah, I you Looks right like
0: off. A- Okay. I
1: didn't have a clue. I kind of. She just, like, just
0: waits for, for the chorus. I, I will. I, all
1: Saints! I know where it's at! Yeah.
0: Ten Boys! <laughs> <laughs> this was a great song.
3: <laughs>
0: We're having a dance break.
3: I've been watching you, and I know I like to party, but I And you know that that sounds <laughs> really
0: good to me. Okay. Good job getting that one really fast.
1: Hey, they're doing good lip sync there, too. So there you go.
0: Very good. Very good. Next tune
1: stacy the computer
0: prozac morning yes morning. five trust. points well, well. www.nevergetoveryou 10 points <laughs> The song didn't even start yeah mm, yeah it's I, in I, my playlist uh,
2: oh god
0: <laughs> <laughs> i feel bad for kendra on that one but at um, least it was in her uh, i i i like knew my, it but the second that she said it i was like fuck i Oh, this is a remix. Fuck this song. That yeah. doesn't count. Okay. Okay. Um.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, I fucking know this one. Um, <laughs> I, I don't wanna, I, don't wanna I can't remember how to say his
0: last name. Just another day without you? Is that what it is? close.
1: What's well, his first name?
0: It's either Neil Sadaka or Neil Sakata. <laughs> oh, oh damn it. there's no Neil.
1: Kendra, you were close with the name. I don't wanna that's not I don't wanna wait,
0: right? No. It's like make it through the day. No. Or just without you.
1: I don't no. wanna stay away.
0: You guys are all so close and you're just like going around it, like
1: I don't want. Nope. I don't want to say it? No. Make it to
0: the day without you? No. Just another day without you. Oh,
2: I
1: just, I said just that. It's just another day.
0: day it's just another day. Bye. My points. I don't remember this
1: part. You. I don't take,
0: take a guess at the artist. Just take a guess.
1: I don't yeah, it's Sadaka. I
0: can't remember it's what. It's not the Sadaka. Person. No. I swear to God, it sounds like him. It sounds like Sadaka, but it's not Sadaka. Fuck!
1: I know. I totally know. This. Ready? It's
0: We're gonna. Don Sakata.
1: Fuck! Cicada! That's what I said.
0: I didn't know if it was Sakata or Sadaka. Yeah, I know. And I but was you like, it's, Neil. Not Neil. Wasn't it's not
1: not
0: <laughs> Damn it! it. I knew some of the lyrics.
1: <laughs> have you ever wondered where some of your favorite stories came from? Think recent icons are just fads that were created in Hollywood? What if I told you that most of the pop culture icons we know and love have a long history behind them, and some of them have strange beginnings and even stranger roads that they've traveled to become what we know now. If any of this sounds interesting to you, join me as I take you through the history, lore, and the works of actual scholars to show you more about the tropes, legends, and cultural icons you love in the Armchair Scholars Guide podcast. Together we will go over what makes these figures in our movies and books so special reveal how old they actually are and see how they've changed over the years. Along with every episode, there's also a ton of links and videos so that you too can find out more about the strange and unusual worlds and characters that have kept us up at night, and kept us coming back for more. If you've always wanted to know more about the Joker, have a passion for Dracula, or just wanted to know who Santa really is, meet me at the Armchair Scholar's Guide podcast every second Saturday And let curiosity be your guide.
2: Social media, yeah, we've
3: got it. Send us an email. DopeNostalgiaPodcast at gmail.com. Twitter, Nostalgia Dope. Or on Insta, Dope underscore Nostalgia.
0: This podcast is licensed by SoCan because we believe
1: that artists should be paid for their work.